Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Stacy and Ed. Guys, how's it going today? Good, Good how are you? Good, good. Thank you guys for uh, being on the show today. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So let's kind of get right into it here. So what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? We are in Campbell River, which is in British Columbia in Canada. And our business name is Primal Athletics. Okay, got it. Primal Athletics. So I said location, but there's actually, there's more than one location, right? So how many locations do you guys have? And um, kind of tell me a little bit about each one. Uh, we have two locations. They're within blocks of each other, right on the ocean in Camp River. One location is is more strict, is is more CrossFit based. We also have a rehab clinic here as well, where we got massage therapy, chiropractors, and physiotherapists. Our other location, uh, we have more youth training it's based it's focused on the local youth somewhere to give them somewhere to train all season but mostly in the winter as well the indoor area we've got five thousand square feet finished there and we got another seven thousand square feet in the process of being completed okay awesome so the second location so we're looking um when it's total it'll be like twelve thousand square feet when yeah. you guys are finished there okay awesome and what about the what about the crossfit um What's the square footage on that one? Uh, this building at uh, the CrossFit building we're sitting in right now is 4,500 square feet. Okay. About a 2,500 square foot uh, floor space for CrossFit. Uh, we, due to COVID, we got 14 squares in there. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the reason why we could, we're going into the other facility because we're growing in our prime times. We're getting people that aren't getting the class. So we're going to double our class load we're going to double our coach load too, right? And uh, keep our members happy. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, so the 12,000 square foot. Um, yeah. So that will be, so you said 5,000 will be for the youth and then 7,000 for the CrossFit basically. No, it's, it's um, 5,000 is, will end up being more of our open gym area. Okay. Okay. Got another 2,600 square feet over there for CrossFit. And then we have, um another the, re- the remainder of the square footage is for s- simulated sports training essentially we've got batting cages in there for for fixing your swing your throws your these nice. same as for hockey shooting and um, we just really about the technique of the kids and starting it from their base we get them young like i think our yeah. youngest age that we've had in here seven seven year olds yeah yeah athletes <laughs> and non-athletes too just getting anybody in the door the kids program is kind of uh something that i'm really get excited about i think we both do but stacy definitely runs the, the whole thing and the crossfit but uh yeah it's pretty yeah. exciting community yeah that's awesome and yeah it, it's funny you said a seven-year-old athlete because my daughter she's uh she plays travel softball so she's she's 10 right and we got started you know, five and six with all the private lessons and everything. So I know exactly um, how all that is. Absolutely. Nice. And all right. So as far as like, um, 
like the CrossFit aspect of everything. So you guys could only, you have, so 14 squares that like, how many members do you guys have right now for that part of the business? Um, so for our CrossFit group classes, we have about 120 members right now. Okay. So yeah, if you do the, do the math, you can see how some of our classes get filled up, especially the early morning yeah. people work. And then our 415, 530 class right after most people get off work. So that's where we're seeing the need to expand and create some more um, squares so everyone can get their workout in each day. Yeah. Um, before we did, before we went to the squares before COVID, we could fit a few more people in, but we've actually found that introducing the squares has made the gym feel a bit more organized, safe. Everyone likes knowing they have their own space with the, most of the equipment right in their square that they need. Mm -hmm. So it reduces traffic and actually makes the classes run quicker and smoother. And how big is a square? Uh, I think we're eight feet by 13. Oh, cool. Okay. So they, so they have plenty of room then. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And it, what do you guys have that designated with, um, like marked off? Uh, just that, what's it called? Gorilla. Um, gorilla grip tape. It's all cool. white tape. Yeah. We tried yeah. to make it look, look clean and. Yeah. 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 I get it. Yeah. We've done that before, you know, and that's, we, we had to redo it a few times because, you know, I guess some of my staff couldn't, um, pull a straight line you know <laughs> myself included but you know it took us a know. while to, to do that i think it was me and you that spent <laughs> hours doing that yeah we're, i think we're on round two with yeah. covid right yeah. so it wears out it looks dirty and i replace it yeah there you go well yeah and it, it's cool just to have like you said everyone has their own space you know makes them feel more safe and that's that's kind of what it's about right now right especially especially with you guys up there because I mean, you have a lot more restrictions than we do down here in the States. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just started having to deal with the um, vaccine passports, I guess you would call right. them. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, they aren't recognizing fitness facilities as an essential business here in BC. So we have to put that into effect to avoid uh, fines and potential closure. So that's been fun to deal with. Yeah. Now, what is, so what's it looking like getting new members right now? Like, what are you guys doing to get people in the door? Um, so we run a intro program once a month. We call it Weekend Warriors, and we do it um, on two Sundays a month. So the first Sunday you come in for a two-hour intro session. We usually have two coaches working it, and that's where you'll learn all the basic movements that you, that you do in a class. Mm -hmm. And then they get one week of free classes to try out. And they can do the CrossFit or they can actually try out our boot camp classes too. And then the following Sunday, they come back, the group meets again together and they do like a one hour session where they do a fun workout, um, answer any more questions they have. And we've priced it really affordable. Like it's super affordable. It's $50 for that. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're seeing a lot of value there. And we find that there's probably like 90% retention from that. Like gotcha. create yeah, I, I, that's what I would say. Most become members. So um, yeah. I do a lot of social media with the gym and I make sure to advertise that Facebook ads every month. So it's, it's full and we usually yeah. have a waiting list. So um, yeah, we've been, we've still been growing. 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 It's a lot of word of mouth. People are bringing in their friends. Um, I think once they see what our facility looks like too on social media, it's so different from anything else in town that mm -hmm. they 
excited. We have people walking off the street, just coming to do tours and whatnot. So cool. Yeah, we've managed to, after we got shut down for COVID, we've, we've had a steady incline. So we're, we're grateful for that. What do you think, um, what makes your guys gym different, um, from others around, like just by, by looks, you know, what, what you just said. I think there's like having our open floor plan, like mm-hmm. the gyms in town are all, you know, traditional gyms with machines every couple feet. Right, it's right. Very, I don't know, I think they feel. Yeah, we have high ceilings, um, coaches always on the floor, right? You're almost getting personal free training, like personal training free all the time. Yeah. At our facility, we have uh, one of our trainers there all the time. So if you're in there, he's, he's cruising around just making sure everybody's good. It's not like we just have a staff member. We have a high-end coach in there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think because we're new, we have new equipment and, you know, people like new and shiny things. <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. And I think, like you said, I think the open ceilings help, especially right now. Um, it seems like whenever, you know, if you go somewhere and the ceilings are lower right now, like it just feels like you can't breathe as well in there. Yeah. And that's kind of a big topic right now. So when they see the open air space, it's kind of like, you know. Yeah, we have garage doors that roll up on both buildings too. Okay, so good. Now we actually have five garage doors here. Yeah. And oh, we have, uh, when the facility at the next place is completely done, we'll have seven garage doors at the other one. And we, each space has roughly 3,000 square feet of outdoor space as well. Okay, okay. So yeah, you can roll outdoors, and we're kind of in the middle of construction on the other one for the outdoors. But in the summertime, we operate. Because of COVID, it's kind of changed the way we did it a bit. But in the summertime, lots of our youth stuff, you know, when we get a hockey program or a different sport in, we'll have multiple groups. So we'll have a group outside shooting pucks or stick handling or doing, you know, ladder drills. And then the inside group will be, you know, doing their weight training and learning learning the proper technique and movements and mobility. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And so let's talk about like services offered. Um, and this can go for both locations. I know we kind of talked about it, but just to get a little more in depth. So, um, do you got, what do you offer at, um, not the youth center, but, but your CrossFit area. So what do you guys, um, do you offer any, uh, PT personal training, anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. We, so we have our CrossFit classes that run throughout the day. We have open gym time in between those. So we do have members that are open gym members. Oh, okay. And they can come here and work out or they can go over to our other location and work out. Um, and then we do have quite a few personal training clients that has actually really picked up recently too. I've noticed, mm-hmm. um, I think people that were kind of in lockdown, you know, some people <laughs> got a little bit, uh, out of shape and they're all yeah. wanting to get yeah. back in. So, um, yeah, we've seen a lot, a lot of inquiries from people looking to do personal training. We're very lucky here. We have a lot of coaches and they're all, they all love to personal train. So, um, and then we also have physiotherapy here, a chiropractor, and we just ha- hired a RMT a couple of months ago. So. Okay. Awesome. So, so definitely at that, uh, at that location, there's a lot of services offered, Yeah. right? So they can get, they can do CrossFit, they can do PT and basically any, virtually any therapy service they want yeah. under one roof. Yeah. That's something that when we started this, we really wanted um to succeed in having one place where you could pretty much do any everything that you wanted or needed yeah we left the space empty for 
six months, I think, just looking for the right physiotherapist, the right mm -hmm. person to jump in and be part of the team. And it worked out because he was a member oh. who also is a physiotherapist. It <laughs> works out. There you go. That yeah. works both ways because they'll have clients come in here. They'll take them into the gym to do some rehab stuff. And then those people are like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. So we've actually gained quite a few members that way and vice versa. So some of the members here need per, uh, physio. Well, they're going to come see our guy here, right? So it's been a really good relationship that's that's worked out both ways. Right. So just like refer from within. I love it. Yeah. So is he, um, do you guys lease that out or is he an actual employee of yours? No. So we talked about partnership when we did it, but we got a couple different, I just didn't want any cross contamination. I want him to stay focused on what he does. And I didn't want to be pulling into that. So we struck up a pretty good deal the way that it works. So mm -hmm. we are, we're, we're in a partnership, but it's, we're not in a, a, a corporation partnership. Okay. So we have some stuff on the go that we've worked out together and dealt with, but he's his own entity. We're our own entity, but um, it's worked amazing actually, because that gives him full control to do what he wants us full, full control and the shared entrance and shared office space is, uh, it's pretty homey, nice, bright, mm -hmm. elegant entrance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It, it, it works out better this way, you know, versus doing, doing the full on partnership. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not a fan of those and just because, it, I mean, and this isn't true for everything, but just from what I've personally seen, you know, in my own life and, you know, friends, uh, some other gym owners we've talked to, um, it's usually never good. Uh, something all, there's always something that goes wrong with it. And I think a lot of people think that as soon, like you open up a business, like you have to have a partner and like, that's not true. Like you can strike up these relationships just like you guys have that makes it beneficial to both parties. Like, there doesn't have to be ownership and like giving away parts of your business. Like that does not have to happen. No, I think in the big thing, when we started this, what did we have, how many coaches Two at the start? Three. Three coaches at the start. Now we've got nine, nine, nine coaches. Okay. Nine coaches. Right. So, you know, we got a great team of people and it's, it's exactly what you said. It's a great team of people. But you, by being a team instead of partners, you keep that drama gone. Mm -hmm. yeah right? yeah yeah you keep it positive yeah. around here even if there's stuff negative in the background you know unless it's got to be brought to the forefront which doesn't usually happen um it's just a positive place to be really right? mm -hmm. yeah for sure so looking at like so let's say uh, a new member comes in uh let's say just for just for the now on just for a little clarity on the other gym like where the youth training is at uh, you have an open gym there too, right? Yeah. It's the same so, membership. Same membership. Your open gym here, you get it there, right? Oh, cool. Okay. Same as if you have our CrossFit. Our unlimited pass gives you access to both facilities because we do boot camp classes at the other one too. Because some people just with CrossFit, you know, they get um, a little intimidated with some of the Olympic yeah. weightlifting stuff. Um, right. They find that boot camp is a better fit for them. So yeah. We have boot camps running over there all the time too. So it really depends on what they decide they want to do. But um, most of our memberships include access to both facilities. And they're run on a key fob system. So you can access them early morning or later at night. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So someone comes in to join. And so what steps do they go through after that? 
let's say I came in to join the gym, what, what would you guys do next? Yeah. So we would start with a conversation about what you're actually looking for. And if you decide you're, you're wanting to do the CrossFit stuff, mm -hmm. we would set you up either in one of those weekend warrior intro programs that I talked about, or we right. do private ones. So we'll just set you up with a coach and you'll run through a session. Um, and then you'll still get your full, full free week of classes. Um, and then from there, you can decide which membership you'd like. We have punch cards or we have the unlimited one. Okay. And you're coming in and you're wanting to do boot camp. You don't have to do an intro session. You can just jump right into those. And we have the same thing over there, either punch cards or um, an unlimited monthly. So you can come to as many classes as you want each month. And if you have existing CrossFit experience, you can just yeah. jump right in. You can right. jump. Yeah. Okay. Jump to the front of the line, so to speak. Yeah. 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 And so for the boot camp, how many how many people do you have in that? Um, so wow. that I think we we have fourteen spots over there too. Okay. And I think with our unlimited boot camp right now, we're sitting at about fifty members. So it's been slowly growing. We've just added two more class times, which has been a big hit so far. An early morning one and then an evening one. So we're okay. seeing a lot of growth in that as well. So that other facility is pretty new as well. Mm -hmm. Like, and with COVID being here, we haven't. <laughs> we we opened haven't, it right during. We lockdown. started. We started construction during it, and I knew it, but I wanted to get ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. So every two months, I think that we're gonna get all this stuff lifted off us and then get going. But yeah. so it's just been kind of one of these things that we're not pushing too hard because we can't. But right. So, it's been growing organically and um, we're not upping with all this added square footage we're doing too. We're not upping people's rates. And that's the best thing about us is like due to the numbers and, and what numbers we need to make it work is that um, it'd be nice if COVID lifts so we can get going on it. And, right. you know, that open gym is going to help it. Having the second CrossFit uh, class facility is going to help it as well. Mm. I think a lot of people are still, there's definitely people out there that are still like nervous about coming into a gym setting still. So we are, I do think once that starts to go away, we'll see an even bigger jump. But, but like I said, it's been, it's been better than I thought it would be with all this stuff. Like, yep. We still have a lot of people wanting That's to good. check it out. And, yeah. And overall, all our members are what, 250, 275, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm with all the groups of them, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, our open gym membership um, isn't cheap either, right? So we're not looking to fill our space full of... Yeah. We're not <laughs> going to take away business from the other local yeah. gyms. Yeah. We're trying to create... Something with more value here. So it, it right. justifies that. And, and I think people already have said that. They don't mind paying the extra... 20 bucks a month compared to the, you know, the gyms down the street because mm -hmm. of what we offer here, because of the bigger space, because of the community feel. So yep. yeah. And if it's value driven, uh, that's the biggest thing because whenever you start, whenever you start comparing apples to apples, right? Like if you're, if you're just competing on price, then they're going to go for the cheapest one. Mm -hmm. So yep. that's the difference is you got to show like why you're more valuable, why you're different than them. And then that's when people do pay more for it. And the ones that don't, that that's fine. They probably weren't a good fit anyways. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, you want people that are coming in, you know, quality committed, you know, and, and like looking to stay around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm glad to hear that too, because I think uh, when it comes to the price war, I mean, it's just a race to the bottom. So all of these, you know, corporations like the big gyms, so to speak, uh, the, the big box gyms, you know, they have, you know, they have corporate backing. They, they can lose money, you know, for the first couple of years on a client, you know, no problem, you know, and they're just going to make it up on the back end. But, you know, small business, um, you know, we can't do that. So we need to, we need to make money in the, the upfront, you know, the acquisition process. Exactly. So looking, um, you know, we're getting close to end of uh, time on the podcast. So I know this is going to be a pretty loaded question for you guys. So I, I usually ask people like, what does growth look like for you guys in the next year? So I know you have um, a bunch of things up your sleeve here. So we can attack this from a few different angles. So uh, Stacey, if you want to talk about um, member wise and Ed, if you want to talk about like construction wise, I think that's the best way to attack the, the question. Yeah, I'd say you'd say you said in one year from now. Yeah, one year. Yeah, one year from now, membership wise, I would I would be happy to double it. <laughs> That's like my big goal mm -hmm. uh, across both facilities. It's doable. Easily. Yeah, yeah. I think um, we plan to add a few extra programs in there to target maybe some. Um, I think some, we talked about doing a specific class for maybe some older clients. We've got a lot of ideas. My coaches have a lot of ideas. So yeah, if I could double the membership, which I think is a good target because with our extra space that we're creating, we can fit all those people. Yeah. Um, that, I think that's where I would like to see it a year from now. And fingers crossed that no more restrictions and all this other crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. I know on, on the other facility, which we actually call Elevate, like we've, Elevate, we've okay. Elevate, Elevate is our, is, is the, the youth kind of area where we have our open gym and where those overflowing CrossFit classes would be. Um, over there, um, our programming for the youth, our team training, so, so be it, is, has been hindered with COVID for sure. But even now the restrictions have led, we've got more hockey teams coming in there. We've got swimming groups, volleyball groups. Um, the program I'm, that I'm in the middle of building right now is, is primary is baseball. Hockey's already naturally coming to us. So um, the baseball part of that facility uh, is gonna be a little bit different. It won't, it'll, it'll be a, a separate business. So okay. it, all the same business but it's not going to run through primal and elevate primal and elevate only have two names just for the sole purpose so when you say hey you want to go to gym which one let's go to elevate right? right so but the new facility for the baseball training the youth stuff it should be up and running in november and i've got people knocking at the door saying hurry up nice nice that's always a good sign right yeah they're, they're ready to break the door down to get in yeah all of our stuff's uh, already on order. We've got two sets of hit tracks already here that we're starting to play with. And yeah. um, it's like a virtual baseball training thing. <laughs> oh yeah, hit tracks. I love hit tracks. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't get any work done if we had hit tracks here. So <laughs> no, yeah. we got a couple of guys uh, that we can talk later that actually used to play in the MLB that sound like they're in your kind of neighborhood that we know that train people down there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. And, we, and the good thing with the kids stuff, I know it's not um, conventional. Most gyms probably don't have kids programs, but we found that 
those parents bringing in their kids too are like, whoa, what is this place? So yeah. we are seeing members from that too, which yep. is awesome because then you've got families starting to train together and we've got, you know, moms coming in yes. with their daughters and training together now. So it's kind of neat to see how that's progressed as well. And you can drop your kid off to do that, that training and for 45 minutes, you can just hop into the open gym yeah. and do your yep. thing while you wait, instead of going back home or going to a restaurant or coffee. Yeah. 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 Well, I think, I think that's good. And that's, that's the point I was about to make when you do it that way. So, you know, the kid can get their instruction and instead of, you know, the parent doing something like that or staying on their phone the whole time, they can actually make something out of that, out of that time frame, And, um, you know, they're not right there in the middle of the coaching session, you know, and we, we all know how that is, right? Like, you know, um, I had someone ask me before, like, well, what would the perfect, you know, cause I help coach softball. Um, like what would the perfect team look like for you? And I was like, if they were all orphans, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I hate it, but I mean, but that's the thing. Like a lot of times it, it, the parents, you know, you, you guys know how it is. So he coaches, he coaches everything, everything. Yeah. I coached uh, elite hockey teams on our whole Island. Yeah. Um, I think I coached four ball teams this year. Yeah. And um, right now I coach a rap hockey team and then a, another one as well. So we're, we're, we're definitely, I mean, that's my background, baseball and hockey mm -hmm. too. Right? And I played all kind of across North America when I was younger. That's what really got us into that, that I did my first couple of years of kinesiology when I was younger and then just life takes you in a different way. Yeah. Then you have kids and then it's like, okay, I can physically put all this together now for the next round of youth. Let's do it. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I enjoyed it. And uh, I know the audience is going to get some uh, good value from this. So thank you again for coming out today. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And for our listeners out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the link in the description. And um, if you found value from this podcast, please subscribe. And if you're a gym owner, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guests, Tommy and Stephanie from Hardcore Fitness, San Diego County, California. How are you two doing today? Great. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Awesome. So happy to have you on here. We're going to blow some minds, open some eyes. Let's get right into it. Tell us about Hardcore Fitness, what you're all about, how you're doing things down there in, in California. Yeah, so our elevator pitch um, is we are, a, we are a group fitness, but what we really do different, we specialize in weight training and nutrition and transformations. Um, that's really our specialty. Absolutely. And let's, let's talk about the way you execute it. We talked a little bit off the air and you have some unique ways that you execute it. It's not just 
get everybody in the room and, and throw some programming against the wall, see what it sticks. You have two different uh, types of group training. So can you kind of go through that and how it's unique and what positions you in the market the way you are? Yeah, I think the first thing that separates us is our equipment. Um, most group fitness and not to knock any other gym because I think fitness is awesome regardless. But um, I don't personally believe you change your physique by doing burpees, push-ups, and box leg pushes. Um, so what we have, we have Smith machines, cable machines, um, you know, five units at each station. We have dumbbells that go up to 120 pounds. Um, we're really doing a bodybuilding style of class, like training in a group setting, um, which just nobody does that. And then our fight camp is, um, it's a heart rate monitor class. So we're using uppercut bags, heavy bags, assault bikes, battle ropes, uh, more of a calorie burn, um, which is, you know, that's the typical hit class that you see at other locations, other gyms. Okay, perfect. So on an, on an individual scale level, because you have six locations in San Diego County right now, right? Correct. So on an individual scale level, how do you manage flow? What does footprint look like in a location? And, you know, are you running simultaneous classes? What does that machine look like on an, on an individual location basis? Good question. So our, our boot camp, which is our strength training class, is in a separate room entirely from our fight camp room. So we do, uh, we do offer classes at the same time. Um, you can't even tell that they're both going on, though. It's like two separate worlds happening. Um, and then each location down here, I, I guess the one thing that would make it a little bit different in the footprint is just the size of the location. So some of our locations have stations of three. So it'd be like three Smith machines, three cable machines, three spots in the rig. Um, and then um, like Stephanie's location is a bigger location. It has five stations. So those can hold up to 50 people per, per class. 50 people per class. All right. That's, that's enough to make somebody's head spin. So Stephanie, you've got the, the biggest, the baddest, the most successful location in the franchise. Give us a little bit of your background and how you ended up, you know, getting the keys to the castle there. And what do you think your areas of expertise are that help you keep that place just like a well-oiled machine? Honestly, I don't have a background in fitness. I was a member and I came just like everybody else looking to get fit. Um, so it's kind of funny, but I was retiring from my job of 20 years and uh, I was asked if I would consider working for hardcore fitness. And I thought that was a little bit weird, but maybe not so much because my background was in mental health. <laughs> uh, okay. So... Uh, I think the key to the success, honestly, is just getting to know the members and it's it's about people. And as long as we're invested in people and we're really trying to find out what are their goals, what are they trying to do, and we're genuinely helping them reach their goals, then we're going to retain members and we're going to always get referrals for more members. And so that's something I'm super big on in my gym is just knowing everybody and being connected to the members. If the, and, and also keeping my staff happy because if the staff is happy, then the members are going to be happy and it's all going to be a well-oiled machine. Got it. Got it. And have you always been in the location that you're running right now? Actually, we moved from a smaller space about two and a half years ago. Has it been? Yeah, two and a half years ago. Is that right? Has it been that long? It's been. It was Father's Day of 2019. So yeah, we're two and a half years. Yeah. So um, we 
we actually got more space. So we didn't have a fight camp in our other location. We didn't have a separate personal training area. We didn't have locker rooms like we do now. Um, so we, we really expanded our space. Got it. And you, the, the location, and we'll call this the same location for, for the intent of the question where you moved from is the same location you started in as a client and worked your way through, or have you managed or worked in other locations? Yeah, actually I, um, I started off in a really small space, uh, before hardcore at that time, we only had two locations and it was the San Diego location and the, um, El Cajon location where I'm at now. So I actually started in the San Diego location and then um, moved to the downtown location and then finally ended up at El Cajon doing sales. Um, and I kind of just moved up from front desk to sales to managing. Got it. So this is gonna be a question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get a little input from both sides here. Tommy, have, have you been owner um, since day one of the first location? Uh, no, my partner, Larry started hardcore fitness about five or six years before I came on. And then okay. I did the second location. And then actually El Cajon was the third location in our company. So, um, we had the first few, few locations. Okay. So in the time that, that you've been with the company, um, what did you, what did you bring to the table, uh, besides your skill of, of, of acquiring, uh, partners out of their shares and, and taking over and, and running things your way of, um, of finding that, um, what else did you bring and, and what was your relation? Like, how did you bring Stephanie along in the process? Yeah, I think, um, you know, a lot of us in the beginning, uh, the beginning few owners were all actually friends. And so I think the one skill that we all had, and when we talked about the software is, um, the most important part to me about being an owner in my, my, my business is being an actual good trainer, um, understanding not only how to train people, but like, the psychology of it, like how to connect with people. Um, a personal trainer, in my opinion, can't just train one person. Well, you could, you know, you might just work for a sports team or something like that. Um, but in our field, when we're working with everyday people, high-end athletes, young people, overweight people, um, insecure people, very confident people, uh, you have to have a skill set. And so I think uh, that's really helped us grow our business. Our first location, um, just a quick, really cool story, but um, after six months, we actually went on a wait list. Um, we had a small location, we didn't have enough people and it really blew up our business because we were providing amazing service and they'd go back and tell their friends, their family to come join. And we would put them on a wait list. And we were like one of the few gyms and this was eight years ago that we wouldn't take your money. We wouldn't allow you to come join our gym um, which happened to be like the best marketing strategy ever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. As that came along, you know, you're, you're adding locations. There's only so much Tommy to go around. You have to bring people like, like find talent, right? You're talking about training people from a, a physical training. Now you have to have this skill of training other trainers, training salespeople, training staff. So how did that relationship come along? And, you know, what, what were the ups and downs with that as far as your development there? Correct. Um, so that's probably been one of the hardest things. Um, I, I actually joined a business CEO group about, I mean, that's almost five years ago when I started scaling. Cause after the third location, I realized I can't scale myself. Um, I think, and you know, you, you know, in the beginning, you can kind of will these businesses yourself. You could just do it all and that's not sustainable. So 
Um, Stephanie knows this. We spend a lot of time on staff development. So most of my time now is spent on hiring, onboarding, and development. Um, and that's really what makes our business go. So even someone like Stephanie, who came in with a lot of skills, she's still learning all the time. I'm still learning all the time. And we're just, we're working together to build a better unit. Um, I guess is the best way to say, not even a team, but like a unit that works together. Got it. So that's something that you're aware of that is just, it's constantly developing. You're not looking at it this far in with as much success as you had as a finished product. It's, it is a work in progress. It never ends. I think it's like, uh, it's like working out, you know, like there's no end goal. You just keep doing it. And so even in business, um, it just never stops. There's always room to develop. Um, and even now with the changing times, you know, you have COVID come in and kind of change the way we do business um, for a while. And so if you didn't make changes or pivot um, or even learn how to, you know, work with employees who would rather stay home and collect unemployment because they were making three times more money, um, that's a learning process and a learning curve. So it's, it was, it's been a really, to me, a really good 18 months of this pandemic. I've had to develop better skills. Yeah. And what were the biggest pivots that you had to make? Because you run a big volume, big class business where, you know, it's not just the closures. Closures hurt everybody the same, right? You go from everything to nothing for the most part. But when it comes to restrictions and spacing and social distancing, what were the, the biggest things that you were able to do to, to keep things moving? Should we insert our California joke here? Oh, <laughs> Yes, you should. I'll, I'll leave that. Um, everyone kind of knows. I mean, we had the craziest restrictions. Um, you know, sure. one of the first things we did, we still do. Yeah, we, you know, you know, Stephanie's location got citations all the time. Um, you know, and I would say it was probably December when our governor wanted us to go outside for the third time. And it's, you know, I know it's San Diego, but it was winter. And um, we do get a little bit of rain here and there. Um, we just said no. And we weren't going to go outside and we stayed inside and, you know, we made a, a, a post to our members and thankfully everyone had our support, you know, at that moment, you know, we had already been in this pandemic for, you know, eight months or so, and we had a ton of support. And so it was really good for us, like having members come and tell us, thank you for leaving the gym open. Thank you for, for doing this. You know, most of us need fitness for our mental health. Um, and so those were the changes. I mean, we made the changes we did. Um, we bought the fogging backpacks, you know, we'd fog down every class and do all that. We had the standing wipe stations. Um, we even installed these units into our AC units that would clean the air, you know, that they use like on the airplanes. I mean, we, we invested a lot of money to make sure everyone felt safe. And I think that was a huge thing too, is we weren't just like, Hey, come in and wipe down your sweat. We, we took a lot of steps and made people feel comfortable. Got it. Got it. So, so it was really, you made it so that everybody that wanted to be there could still be there. And I wouldn't say you thumbed your nose at the, at the authorities, but you, you didn't fall hey, stop. You, you wanted stop. to make sure that you could, you could be in the, in the realm of helping anybody who still wanted to show up and work out. Absolutely. So Stephanie, you're, you're the leader of the, the biggest and baddest of the group, right? You're there. What do you feel like there is as far as, as pressure to be there, to be in that position? And how do you handle, you know, being in a role where I have to assume that general managers of other locations, staff 
are looking up to you, what are you doing to keep sharp on top of that when you're, you're kind of at the top of the mountain there? Uh, really, it's just like what Tommy said, we're always looking at educating ourselves. So um, I'm really never um, not learning if there's something that needs to be learned, I'm going to try. So I listen to a lot of stuff on my, uh, you know, on my own, but our team in general is really about doing what we can to help each other. And so um, we're always looking at different development stuff. So we have sales presentations that we're looking at, um, leadership training. We get together as uh, GMs so that we can kind of bat information off of each other. But it's really like constantly growing and learning. Got it. So lots of training, lots of personal development that you take on yourself, but also taking advantage of every resource that the ownership team is putting together there. For sure. So you you have a lot, you know, Tommy, you mentioned being part of a, a CEO coaching group. You're doing trainings, you know, in-house. You have people like Stephanie who are motivated to take extra steps on their own. So that's going to be, you know, some of the biggest contributors to your growth. Uh, what else do you think is a, is a big factor in you growing from one to two to now six locations? Um, we're, we're not out of the COVID woods, but, you know, without going into numbers, like your revenue projections, you're hitting those things, you're hitting your milestones. Is there anything else that you think is, is contributing to that in a major way? Um, I think during COVID, what really helped us was actually being open. Cause you know, a lot of the bigger gyms weren't open, you know, the LA fitness is 24 hour fitnesses. Um, so that helped us a lot. And then the next thing that actually started to help us a lot was we didn't require masks. Um, we made it optional, you know? Um, so we would have members literally like message us and go, Hey, are you going to make us wear a mask? And I'm like, no, it's your choice. And so they would come back to the gym, take their membership off free. So um, I think it's still changing with the times. Um, I think some of the stuff that we're facing now is uh, gyms are open and everything is oversaturated. I'm sure you guys, you know, you guys know this really well, but online marketing, social media marketing, I mean, everything's so saturated. So um, we're trying to go back to old school and just provide the best service we can and get member referrals. And, you know, we grew organically our first few years. I didn't, I used to do Facebook marketing because that's how bad it was. Like I was the marketer. So like we didn't have anything in place um, and we grew and it was awesome. So um, I think it's us just still paying attention to the climate of the, the industry and making those changes. Yeah. So you, you answered both of my questions in one. So the, you know, being open, giving <laughs> some people in Texas might disagree, but I feel like you applied a little bit of a, of a Texas attitude to the way that you managed your, your gyms in California, where it was like, Hey, we're going to give, we're going to give people freedom and try to foster that as much as we can and try to keep them healthy. You weren't, like you said, throwing caution to the wind. And then, you know, you, you can't ever overstate and everybody thinks their market is saturated, but Southern California, you know, I have to guess without even looking at a map that in any one of your locations, a five-year-old could probably throw a rock and hit three other facilities, right? There probably yeah. aren't a lot of exclusive locations left totally. in any of your areas. So. So yeah, having to stand out in the market, doing 
you know, going back to basics, making sure you're covering all those things is always going to be something that it's going to serve you no matter what, even if you're doing paid advertising, billboards, wrapping cars, whatever, whatever the newest, latest, greatest thing is. So yeah, paying attention to that stuff is so much more important than getting caught up in the, the shiny objects, right? So we have the, the, the membership. You guys have a ton of members. You're managing a lot of clients. So on the scale that you have it, it's, it's relevant because every little thing moves the needle so much. I'm interested in a couple of things. One, what kind of front-end offers do people get when they come in? Are people coming in and just signing up for membership? Is it location dependent? Are they, are they you know, are people buying some personal training packages and then rolling into membership? How do people get started and how do you monetize that so that you can, you can keep acquiring customers? I'll let Stephanie answer that. this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, mainly our, our base in El Cajon is super VIP driven. So our members, if we can keep our members happy, they're constantly going to give referrals. So on a daily basis, I get at least one, two or more referrals from just friends and family. And so that's a huge part of, of our membership base. And um, from there, most people are just coming in because they're seeing the results that their friends or family have had. And they're not just talking about the physical results, but they're talking about everything else. Like they seem happier. They seem like this place that they're at is not just a gym, but it's a community. And um, I want to be a part of something like that. So they are coming in for most of the time, just a general membership, which means you get unlimited classes. We also provide a meal plan and um, we do a body scan so they can actually see a full body analysis of what's happening with themselves um, month to month. We do that. So that's typically what they're getting, but we also offer every brand new member one free personal training session. And that just gives them a go-to person so that they can see what personal training is like. And if they had questions, that type of thing, I'm also going to encourage them to do a jump start so that they can have two free or two personal training sessions for $99 on top of that one um, free session. So it's a kind of good way to introduce them to what personal training is like without a huge commitment. But a lot of people, once they see that and they see the difference between working one-on-one -on -one with someone um, versus being in a group, they like doing the group setting, but then if they want to tweak something just a little bit more then they would go to getting personal training. So that's typically what we do, but like I said, doing that free session, sometimes people don't get training for, you know, months, but then they remember, oh, I had training with this one person at this time. Let me go back and revisit that so I can see, is this something I want to continue doing? I like the way that every, everything, and it's, it's not a surprise for as successful as, as you all are, that everything has a structure and a theory behind it. I mean, nobody's winging anything. And you both brought up referrals a couple of times. And, and we all know that if you do a great job, people's results, they'll talk about it, they'll post about it on social media. So you get those organic referrals. 
Do you have anything layered on top of that for structured ask for referrals, times when in the member life cycle, somebody is going to ask them to refer, or is it strictly all just organically happening? It's both, actually. We do some VIP tables. Um, occasionally, we do stuff like uh, putting in our members page, because we have a members-only Facebook group, um, hey, everybody list what your job is. And we might find, you know, somebody works in an insurance office or someone works in a um, company where they might even help pay for your gym membership. So we'll do on-sites um, at places like that where we can come out and, and talk about maybe doing a corporate discount for a group of people that want to join the gym that are in the same company. Um, but it's both. It's, I mean, really getting referrals. And I think one thing that is different about our gym, maybe some of the other gyms aren't doing this, but anytime we're doing member relations, which honestly is every single day, um, I have my sales staff just communicating to, to their members, hey, you know, I'm sure you know somebody that could lose a couple pounds or <laughs> that wants to get in shape or stay in shape, like, why don't you bring them? Plus we have a referral discount for all of our members. So it actually benefits them if they bring somebody to the gym and, and that person becomes a member, they'll get 20% off of their membership for as long as that other person stays a member and it's 20% per person. So if they brought five members, they could have a free membership as long as those people stay members. When they like cancel their membership, then the membership price goes back up 20%. So it really works out as a good accountability tool because you don't want your friend to quit. If they quit, your membership's going to go up 20%. Yeah, absolutely. So again, you know, the the systems, having things in place, having, you know, checks and balances, having your clients take an active role in your retention, all of those things all feed into what, what can happen month over month and, and helping you grow and get to where you are. So I like to group other services in the fitness industry or, or products and services together, um, all as auxiliary because we all really get into this. The training is what brings people in. They want to work out. Everybody knows they need to work out. That's usually the part that once you get them in, people will stick with. But what do you do as far as, I know you said you have some, some nutrition stuff, uh, nutrition, supplements, online coaching, anything additional that supplements, you know, revenue streams and also adds value to the clients. Because I'm, I'm not all about squeeze every dollar that you can from people but I am all about how much value can you show people that they will then in turn want to help uh, contribute, you know, financially to the business. What other things do, do you really uh, focus on? Well, we come because, up. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, because it's just part of the process when every brand new member comes in, we give them a meal plan. The meal plan is going to suggest uh, different supplements, but we sit down for like 10 or 15 minutes just to go over some things and how that 
makes a difference. So you don't have to get every supplement that's on there, but we're going to suggest to you why you should get that. And even just the fact that we give a meal plan is so different from any other gym that I've ever known about uh, without an extra added cost. It's just part of membership. Um, but we also do the body scan, which shows them their BMR. So it's, it is really customizable for each person, depending on what their goals are. We can really design a meal plan that helps them reach their goals, whether they want to get there, you know, over a long period of time or a short period of time. Perfect. I think, um, Go ahead, Tom. And I think, yeah, I think some of the things you're referring to, but like other things that we do are like programs. Um, so obviously we do like transformation challenges, which I want to say we were probably one of the first ones to do it, you know, a decade ago, but um, everyone does those now, but we also offer different programs. There's times that like during the summer, we'll offer like a 21 day detox program, you know, for people to just like detox. Um, we offer, you know, our trainers will offer different programs. You know, every girl wants a big booty right now. It's like the hottest thing. So we'll offer like booty classes, booty camp, um, you know, after we roll out of our challenges, we were, we offer reverse diet programs um, because most gyms will, you know, it's, it's not the hardest part isn't losing the weight. The hardest part is keeping it off. And so I think what we've done really well over the years is offer different values. So to your point, like it's not squeezing dollars out of people. It's what else can you do to help them? Um, you know, it, it's again, not easy to commit to 60 days, but a lot easier to commit to 60 days than the whole entire year. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I did have a quick question because it comes up a lot. You do have some supplements that you provide and the great debate seems to be for anybody that does it at scale. Do you bring in a wholesaler? Do you get somebody to white label? Do you come up with your own stuff? What's your approach there for that? We actually started our own brand. Um, God, six years ago now, five or six years ago. Um, we honestly, we started it. So it was like, there's a few of us, we're all partners in it. We started it because we were going to these fitness shows, um, you know, the Olympia, the uh, California, Cal LA expos. And we thought it would be cool just to put a team together and go to these expos. And then we realized that the supplement industry is a completely different animal. I mean, it's a beast of a business. Um, so I think two years ago, we rebranded and created as just an in-house supplement brand. Um, and so it's honestly, it's worked really well. Um, not to go into super detail, but one of the things I think we've done really well with it is we got rid of the flavors. We made it all basic, non-colored, non-flavored, and then we added flavor pods. So if people want to add flavor, they can. Um, and so it's really allowed like anyone that doesn't want to have a fruit punch BCA with a sour apple L carnitine mix and all these different things to mix it. So, um, but before that, we just did the standard, bring in other, other things that we enjoyed, um, you know, other brands. Yeah. So it's good for you for, for figuring out, you know, whether you outsource the manufacturing, however you, you did it, but bringing a brand of your own in-house, because what we find a lot is, is gym owners, even they go the wholesale route, they think that they're making a little bit of money on it. And I say a little because the margins are always terrible just to start off with the time you spend trying to sell it to somebody is super time consuming, no matter what you do. And then they buy it from you once and then they go buy it on Amazon or bodybuilding.com or whatever it is. So you're providing a, a product that you believe in. So I'm sure you're, you probably, you guys as partners are using the stuff. So you want something, you're not going to put junk into yourself. 
So you're figuring out what you would like. So the quality is there. And then I'm sure you figured out how you can protect your margin. So it makes it worth time selling it. And nobody can go and buy, I, I don't know if it's, if it's branded hardcore fitness or however you have, they can go buy it somewhere else. So if they really like it and they want to, you know, it's, it's all part of being the culture, part of being the tribe of the gym when it's got your brand on it. So there's a lot of things that you built into that, that people overlook, you know, even, even me, you know, early gym owner, I, I really love this, you know, ascent protein and I'm going to make people buy it. And, you know, I'll, I'll make $2 a bag and that'll be fine. And it's just like real estate. And I'm not in Southern California, you know, real estate for you, every, every square inch matters. So, um, you know, that was the only other thing that I was curious about. Are you mostly holding inventory, keeping it in each one of the locations? Are you drop shipping? How do you fulfill that? We ship it now. We used to do, I mean, old school, we had a location that had a lot of room. I had a, well, not say a lot of room. I had storage above my bathrooms. And <laughs> so we would drive up there and we'd pick it all up and just store it. And then we would yeah, ship it between the locations. Um, but now it's like, we're ordering things a little bit faster. Um, and we've gotten better at our, our process. It's actually called hardcore nutrition, um, where they ship it out within a day and we get it within a couple of days. So it's worth paying a little bit for the shipping for the, the speed of getting it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the other things that not everybody's going to have the luxury of, but it's the bane of every gym owner's existence is the flavors, right? You protected yourself that way too. It's like, we have protein, like you can never get enough chocolate or vanilla or strawberry, whatever it is. Somebody's always going to want what you don't have. So you protect yourself there as far as, Hey, you can order your protein. You can put flavor in it. You can do whatever you want. So you're, you're protecting yourself on that aspect too. So you know, that's the first time I've actually heard of somebody doing that. So really cool, cool idea. And I don't think it's something that's going to be easy for anybody to run out and copy uh, because you, you all know getting a supplement line off the ground is, is not easy, but, but yeah, that that's great. So we are just, we're running up on time here and I feel like we could, you know, you guys have so many things going on. We could go for a while, but what else do you think would be relevant, uh, pertinent with the experience that you've both had? Now, I'd like to grab an answer from both of you that you think would be, you know, maybe an experience or advice or a lesson you've learned that served you best or something you'd like to share out there with, with our listeners who might not be in the same position as you that, that served you the most and you think would be helpful. I think for me, um, and I'm guessing Tommy would say this too. One thing we've really been going over is culture and culture is just um, really making sure that everything runs smoothly. And so I feel like if there's any kink in the chain, whether it's from our front desk staff who's greeting members or our trainers or um, even management side, then everything's not going to run smoothly. So making sure that the culture is on point. And again, that comes with just us doing the right development and making sure everybody's doing their jobs correctly and happy. And if they're not happy in their jobs, then they're probably not going to give a great service. And so um, that's where I'm really on the ground all the time, just making sure everybody's doing what they should be doing and 
that they're happy doing what they're doing? And if they're not, how can, how can I help them? Awesome. Awesome. I think those are some words to live by really. Tommy, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'll, I'll actually kind of piggyback on that because that's what I was kind of thinking. Um, but in regards to, you know, if I were to give advice to someone, um, it's really working on your business as a whole and actually making sure the whole thing runs like a well-oiled machine to the point where if a employee does leave or a pack of members leave, it doesn't affect your day-to-day. It doesn't ruin your business. It doesn't crumble you where mm-hmm. I know in the beginning for me, I was like, oh, this one member leaves, she's friends with everybody and everyone's going to leave and there goes my business, I'm done. Or everybody loves this trainer and if this trainer leaves, I'm going to crumble and I'm going to die. Like, I've just learned that that's not how it works. If you work on the business as a whole, if that happens to you, that means you're not working on your business. That means you're having one person or one member have an influence on the entire thing. And so um, it's hard to say, like I have these talks with my partners all the time or or my general managers. It's easy for us to say, to focus on it and not worry about one person here and there, but it's the only way you survive in a business, you know? Absolutely. Well said. We are just about out of time now officially. Before I let you go, if people want to find you out there in the electronic universe, what's the social media website? Where can people find everything that you all are doing out there in Southern California? We're uh, certainly on Instagram and Facebook, so you can just search for the business model, the the ladies of the cake. Whoa, whoa. Yes. Interesting. Sorry. Pause. (laughs) I'll cut that out. Okay. Um, You can find us on Instagram and Facebook uh, at Hardcore Fitness El Cajon or any of the locations. You can just put Hardcore Fitness and the area of the location. Um, And of course, our website, just if even if someone just searches Hardcore Fitness, they'll find us. Absolutely. Hardcore Fitness anywhere in San Diego County. If you need if you need a go to unique fitness opportunity, or execution, right? I guess it is an opportunity too, because it's an opportunity to see something that you probably haven't. It sounds different, sounds unique, sounds exciting. If I was in Southern California, I'd want to check it out. Thank you too for being here today. I really appreciate your time. All right, thank you. Awesome, thank you. All right, you're welcome. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate your time. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. We hope you found some value in this episode. If you'd like to hear more episodes, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when they drop. If you'd like to be on the podcast, click the link in the description, fill out the form. Someone from the team will get back to you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Gym Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Teresa Barnes. Teresa, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Good. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. Yeah. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. So what is the name of your facility and uh, where are you guys located at? Um, the name of my facility is Fitness Hub Studio. We are located in Euclid, Ohio. Okay. Downtown Euclid, Ohio. Okay. Got it. And how long have you guys been in business? We've been in business since 2019. Okay. So, so about two years or so. Yes. So you sound like you got into business at, at the right time, right? <laughs> yeah. With, uh, with everything. It, it was, it, honestly, um, Fitness Hub actually um, was established. We established the building. We found the building in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly have been doing personal training out of my home okay. since, since 2015. Oh, cool, cool. Um, so it got to the point where my home was, you know, they was actually using my restroom. It was like my home was not a home anymore. So, right. and I had my neighbors coming to me asking me, you know, can I work out? Can I? It was just too much going on. Yeah. So yeah. I figured I had needed to find a bigger space yeah. where I can keep my home private. Yeah, um, exactly. That's when I found um, the actual building of a fitness hub studio. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's a good idea. It seems like a good idea at first until like you start getting, you know, a big number of clients and then they all start to get a little bit too comfortable, right? Yes. Yes. Then it's like, okay, so we got to, we got to do something else here. Yes. Like it was, you know, I was using uh, my basement um, for um, equipment as well and my garage. Okay. So it was just like too much was going on in my house. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get that. So now, um, so fast forward now to Fitness Hub. So what what services do you guys offer there right now? Um, we offer personal training. Um, we okay. do um, extreme extreme um, aerobics um, step classes. We do yoga. We do okay. Zumba. I do spin classes. Um, and we actually adding another class now called the, um, it's the, oh goodness. Oh my goodness. I've been saying this all day because I'm like so excited for it. It's the, um, oh my goodness. Why do I have a brain freeze now? Oh, it's a right. hit class. We'll be doing like a hit cardio kickboxing hit class. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now what is this extreme aerobic extreme, It's extreme step. Extreme you, step. Okay. Yeah. You're utilizing the steps and you're going to the, the music is amazing. The music okay. is a key in any class that you do. The music yeah. is a key. So For yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you gotta you gotta set the tempo and set the mood, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Now looking at um, so how many how many employees do you have right now? Um, we have four. Four. I had, okay. Yeah, I had uh six when I started off. Uh-huh. But now we have four. Um okay. and it's great because we all get along. Yeah. We all work together because if that if you can't get alone and work together, it's not going to work at all. No, no, it's not. And and yeah, that's one of the things is I'm glad that you you figured that out. Um, it, it seems like a lot of times we just try to 
like sometimes we'll force something. Um, I know I've been, I'm a gym owner. I've been guilty of this in the past, you know, like you'll force a relationship, force an employee and it never works out. So, I mean, the fact you guys are getting started off on the right foot, you know, that, uh, that helps well, out. The, the two employees that I had before, it was hard because we were friends. Mm -hmm. So it was hard to let them know like, Hey, you know what? We can continue to be friends, but we just can't do business together Yeah, because they were taken advantage of. I'm really nice and kind hearted. And it was, I felt like they was taking advantage of it mm -hmm. and I had to step it up and let them know that I, you know, it couldn't happen here no more. We couldn't work together. Yeah. And, and I've, I've been in that situation too. And I can tell you one thing that, that helped me with that. And I made it really intentional to do this is, you know, I'll be like, okay, so for a minute, I'm going to take off the friend hat and going to put the mm -hmm. owner hat on. And when you do that and kind of set the tone like that, they're kind of like, okay, like I get it. And, and maybe not, but if they're not, you know, it, it's better that they just, they're, they're gone. <laughs> yes. Know? Yes. Like yeah. that, that was honestly, that was like one of the biggest things that I had to face was mm -hmm. to tell friends that you know we can't work together or you know like you said putting on those different hats yeah yep. that that was honestly the hardest part this is like my first time actually owning a business so it's like i'm okay. still yeah. learning and it's like this it's not easy at all whoever yeah, said no. that it was easy it's not because yeah. i have days where i cry mm -hmm. and it's days where i don't even want to work but it's my job to be here that's true um, I love what I do. So I'm like, I set that to the side and I just keep moving forward. Yeah. Now, as far as that goes, like being a business owner, what would you say your biggest struggle has been so far? My or biggest struggle. Oh, goodness. My biggest struggle was. Wow. My biggest struggle was actually um, the space where I'm in right now, it's small. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, I don't actually own the space. I'm leasing it. So okay. I'm asking the building owner, like, hey, I want to knock out this wall, knock out that wall. They won't allow me to do it. So okay. it's like, wow, I, I'm faced with, it's getting bigger now and I don't have the space. So it's yeah, like, now right. I have to force myself to go find something else where I'm used to the space that I'm in. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. That's, that's my, like, I can't, like, not being able to work with the building owner yeah. to help me. I get that. It's hard. It's very hard. Well, looking at where you guys are at right now, um, like, what, like, number of clients, uh, members in general, like, roundabout, where would you say that you're at? Uh, me, as a personal trainer, I have 21 clients. Okay. Um, and then um, we have members that actually just come in and work out. It's mm -hmm. like it's around now, because I counted them, is around 17 to 18. Okay. All and right. the space is so, like, it's not like a big space. So it's like, mm, that's yeah. the struggle. Like, yeah. the struggle of just getting the client. The, we have the members there, but mm -hmm. it's like, now I'm forced to, like, find another building to make it extended so other people can come and enjoy it as well. Yeah, now looking at, um, so so PT, like you have 21 as far as that goes. Now, is that strictly personal training or do they do groups as well? It's strictly personal training. Okay. But I do have where um, on certain days, like I'll say, hey, we all doing group training today. 
Because yeah. it's like I have to make. I feel like sometimes I get I get myself going and I get tired, worn yeah. out. So yeah. I'll say, hey, we're literally making a group day where you have to use. It's three set times I'll do on these days. You mm-hmm. have to commit to either three of those set times, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's hard. When I tell you my regular, because I I used to work for fourteen years for the postal service. Oh, okay, okay. I left the post office to pursue this. I yeah. I, I love this. I love yeah. it. Um, but I didn't, you know, getting into this business, I didn't think that I would be working way more hours than my normal nine to five job that I was doing. Yeah, for less money too, right? But yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's like I, that's where I see. I feel like okay. Teresa, you have to step back and you have to give yourself um, a day to yourself, a day yeah. off or something. Because when I tell you, I'm going. I was going before from Sunday sun up to Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, went all the way to Saturday, nonstop. Yeah. And I have, I have kids, so it's like I have to literally make sure that my family is taken care of as well at home. Yeah, that's a good point, and um, we see that in a lot of business owners. I was that way myself in the beginning days. Um, it's like you put so much into your business and you're always there, but then like you're, we tell every, like our clients, our, our members, like, Hey, you need to take care of yourself. Right. But we don't, we don't take care of, care of ourselves. Right. And, yeah. And there for a while I was kind of like, man, like this is, you know, something's got to give either, you know, I'm going to have to step back and figure something out here, put some better systems in place, get, you know, make things run a little smoother or, you know, I'm going to be dead in a year from freaking stress and a heart attack. That's exactly yeah. how I was feeling. Yeah. I, I was, I was so overwhelmed um, that I was at that point where I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. But it was like, I had to step back and put my, organize my life a little better. Yeah. So I now I actually don't work on the weekends. I'm available Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And then my weekends, I'm home with my family. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, as far as your employees go, like, what does their schedules look like? Like, is there anything that you could pass off to them to kind of help you out? They honestly, they'll say that to me. That's yes. I I, believe it or not. I have great, great uh, trainers. They literally will. Hey, Teresa, if you feel like just not coming in today, I'll take on your clients. Yeah. But most of my clients don't want to go to someone else. Yeah. Because they're used to, to the training of, you know, what I provide. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm appreciative of that. But yeah, they, they are very helpful. They're, and their times, they are here the same times as me, mm-hmm. where they're here from Monday through Friday, and mm-hmm. they're off the weekends. The gym is closed on the weekends, honestly, okay. for okay. family time. Yeah, and I can tell you, like, one thing, one thing to consider on this is, and I was, I was here too, you know, the people want to come in just for you and, you know, they, they expect you, right. Because it's your place and all of this. So, you know, I would consider one thing that I did, it, this may be helpful is if mm-hmm. you're, if your trainers are there at the same time, your employees, you know, maybe kind of like during a session, let them work in a little bit with this person, you know, even if it's just yeah. for a few minutes, like say, Hey, I need to run up here. So, or have them shadow you, you know what I mean? And then you can just yes. kind of ease it, ease it in because at the end of the day, they're comfortable with you and they're afraid they're not going to get the same type of service. And now one thing that you could do to overcome that, if someone's like, well, I want you, they're not you. And it's like, well, 
do you trust me? And most of the time they're going to say yes. Yeah. Like, do you think I would hand you off to someone that I didn't think had your best interest or could take care of you? And they're usually going to be like, no. So then you're like, for me, you know, will you give this a try? That's, that's a great idea. I did not think of that. Yeah, it's just stuff to think about and just be direct, you know, with it. And that'll save you a lot. And people have a better response than you think. Um, and some people won't. But, you know, if you can start filtering people out, you know, that gives you more time to work on the business as well and save your sanity. Yes, that, that's awesome. Because I'm when I tell you I be running around like a chicken with my head cut off this some days and there'd be like days where they'll be like, hey, do you need us to do anything? Do you need us to help you with anything? And I'm always like, no, like trying to be superwoman when literally I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that's I'm literally going to take that into consideration because that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. And it probably comes down to, you know, they you want help, but you, you don't know how to ask for help. You don't know how to tell someone what you really need. Right. It's one right. of those things you're like, they're like, well, can I help? And you're thinking of a thousand things they could do. And then you're probably like, well, shit, by the time I explain this, I might as well do it myself. Right. Yes. That yeah. is so that that's me all the way. Yeah, That's me. Like, Oh goodness. Like that's literally me. Like I have, um, we have cleaners to come into the gym to clean, to make sure that, you know, with, um, with COVID, we have someone comes in, she comes in like every day and night to clean and, um, spray. And when the trainers ask, well, you know, how about one of us do it at night instead yeah. of, you know, we, we reaching out to someone else doing it, we, we can do it. So mm -hmm. they, I, I love working around people who, my one thing when I started in this business, I said I wanted to be around people that know more than me. Mm -hmm. Because if you know more than me, you I want people that's going to help me bring me good ideas as well. I don't want to be Absolutely. the only one that's bringing good ideas to the table. I want you yeah. to be a thinker as well. Yeah. So, and and I, I love being around people like that. That's a good point. Yeah, for sure. And and now that, that you have you have those people around, now it gets to the point where you have to allow it to happen, right? Like let go of the reins a little bit. Right. And, and I know this because I've been there. That's the only, you know, and I talk to a lot of people every day and I can see it's it. You know, I know it is hard. You're right. And that's something that you can't learn in school. You can't learn in business classes. Mm -hmm. It's just like on, on the job training, really. Right. Cause you feel like if you feel like if you give it to this person to do, they're not going to do it the right way. And you probably, I feel like I'm going to have to go behind them. So it's like, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And so that comes to, you know, you kind of sitting down, you know, figuring out some standard operating procedures, right. And kind of getting everything, you know, all together and, right. you know, anything you can think of, just put it down, you know, write, write it down on paper, then put it in a, a Google doc. Yeah. And, you know, here's the deal. This is, this is what we're doing. And It'll, it'll go a long way. And that way, like when they have something on paper, it's something to hold them accountable to mm -hmm. because I'm real bad about it. I'll, I'll say things, Hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do that. And then I forget about it. And then they're like, Oh, what about this? Or I might be pissed off one day and I might be like, why didn't you do this? And then yeah. it turns out I may, I mentioned it like three months ago, one time, you know, and it's like, who's going to remember that? Right. I mean, I've, realistically. Yeah, I've gotten that. And now we have like little small meetings that we'll do like oh, once great. or twice a month. 
yes. to make sure everybody is on board, to make sure um, everything is running smoothly, like to just to make sure everybody's comfortable because you don't want to work with people that's not comfortable because if you're not comfortable, then you, you're going to start bumping heads and not want to work together. Yeah, definitely. So, so looking at like, what do you do right now to, to get new clients? Like as far as like advertising and marketing? Um, I used to, um, social media is the biggest thing now, of course, but I literally, honestly, I walk and talk to people in the neighborhood. Like I'm out here walking, talking to people in the neighborhood. Um, I was using um, a service um, through the mail where it was going to every house. Mm -hmm. But it's like some, now I have to look at it like, okay, this is your money you pouring out. So you have to literally be careful of like, as much as we want customers, as much as I want customers to come, I don't want to waste every little dime that I have yeah. putting out marketing when I have two feet. I, mm -hmm. I be in the neighborhood every day talking to people uh, everywhere I go. They, I have my flyers everywhere in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I have like little small, I have like once a week. Yeah. Once a week we do like free sessions. Mm -hmm. We'll do like free sessions or a free class to get people to come in to see how it is. Yeah. Um, so that brings a lot of people out, but like I said, social media plays a big role. Yeah. You want to, you want to get a good return on your investment too, when you do advertise, right? Like you yes. don't want it to be like, Hey, this is us. Like you want that to turn into dollars, you yes. know, turn into people coming through your door. Yes, definitely. It's too I, bad yeah. you don't still work for the post office. You could like be stuffing stuff in people's, people's <laughs> mailbox. I mean, I know it's illegal, <laughs> right? But come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because my carrier, like I work in the area where I was, I mean, where I, my gym is in the area where I was working at. So I know yeah. most of the people in the area. <laughs> and then my postal carrier, he like, you sure you want me to throw out some flyers? I'm like, no, we, we'll do it the right way. Yeah. I, I used to go through the post office and have my postcards out there. Mm -hmm. um, and we do like, on my where my business is, is, is other businesses along the strip. Yeah. And I always go in, I'll sit and talk with them. And it'll yeah. always come up where, and um. I know I'll tell everybody in there in their establishment, hey, I have a gym down there. Like the word is always out. I always talk mm -hmm. about the gym. Like I never yeah. let it not come out of my mouth. The gym. Yeah. And and I mean you, you know, I'd say these people probably take to it pretty well because I mean you're well spoken, you know, and you, you know, you're put together well. So I'm sure they, you know, it's not just like, you know, some bum walking in being like, right. hey, I've got a gym, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they right. know you're legit. Right. So yeah. and like most of the business owners also and my clients we sell t-shirts and hoodies with mm -hmm. our with the name the logo on it so some of the yeah. businesses that's how i got most of my clients um and the businesses they was they would wear my shirts my okay. hoodies yeah. and they were come down and it, it was just it's just amazing to just be i'm a people person i love talking yeah i love for sure. talking yeah that and that's good that you do so now we're looking like we're we're getting towards the end of the podcast so one thing I like to ask people, um, so let's say in a year from now, what does growth look like for you? Like, where would you like to be in a year? In the year, honestly, I say this every day. I wake up and say, I'm the next Planet Fitness. Okay. And every day I wake up. That That's my goal, to be better than Planet Fitness. Well, I don't think you have to try too hard. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're on the air, but but no, I know I understand what you mean, and I, I know what yes. you mean. Yeah, to be better sure. than other gyms, definitely. Yeah. And to step up the cut, uh, I just want to expand so more people can come in and be healthy. Like that's my goal to get more people healthy and eating right. Yeah, you and know? that's the thing. Like the more successful you are as a business, like the more the more people you have that come in, the more revenue you make, the more people you can help along the way. You yeah, it just gives you you know gives you a bigger platform to reach people. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Well, Teresa, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. I had a good time and I'm sure the audience will get good value from this. And thank you for being uh, just 100% real today. Thank you guys for having me as well. I really appreciate this. Yeah, absolutely. And for our audience out there, if you guys found this valuable, uh, please hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're a gym owner and want to be a guest in the podcast, click the link in the description and apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.